Welcome to Spoilers Please, where we have a discussion involving any form of media, usually movies or TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hello, my name is Albert. You sound like you're in love with each word that you're saying. You know what I mean? It looks I know. Like, what's happening? Are we slowing down? I know. Is there seriously. An internet problem? It's just like you're. It's like you're stroking each word off. You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of weird vibe. I, I get it here. Yeah, yeah. this is Jami, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is Josephine. This is Edward. I, I blame the shadow. The shadow monster. Holy crap! <laughs> Keep it in your pants. That's a weird thing to call your penis. We shadow are going to be talking about Stranger Things season two. Uh-huh. Originally, we we're going to wait two weeks to give people a chance to to watch it, but. Apparently, everybody binged it over the weekend. So. Hey, man. It ruined my Sunday, man. I know that. It ruined my Sunday because I binge watch. I finished it on Saturday night into Sunday morning. I didn't go to sleep until like 2 a.m. and stuff. So, yeah. You know, oh, it ruined our Sunday even though we did sleep and everything because we got up to go to the um, LA Comic Con and we ended up not leaving the house because we just wound up sitting at home finishing the entire series. Right. Screw it's, you, Stranger Things. I, honestly, God damn it. I, honestly, I think, I think binging deserves to be a topic here. Um, how, did, how did you binge it? Because for me, I watched the first five episodes Friday night, like really late up to like 3.30 in the morning until mm-hmm. I realized, hey, I got to wake up at like 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I finished the rest Saturday night. I was three Friday night, one like Saturday afternoon. I, I snuck it in. And then whenever I went to bed Saturday night, I just finished the rest. That wasn't my plan, by the way. I, I was going to save something for Sunday, but you know, cliffhangers. Josephine Edward. Oh, yeah, we were going to save it for like, you know, because like we said, oh, we'll record this next week or whatever. And then so we... Watched one on Thursday night, watched one on Friday, possibly two, I don't remember. And then all of a sudden on the last day, you know, Sunday, we we're just like, watch it all! Yeah. Leave this house. I, oh, I, I, say, I, I think that, that, that gives credit to the show because it's like after an episode is done, you're like, okay, I have to see the next episode now. So that, that's, that's credit to the show, right? The writers are able to pull off making you want to see the next episode right away. You know, I'm trying to think they plan it that way in the sense that I think the first couple of episodes are kind of boring and then they really ratchet up towards the, like the fifth or sixth episode. And then they know, oh, it's around midnight by the time you get to these, right? You know, it's like, they don't want you to sleep. You don't cover, they don't cover your plans for Sunday. Good Lord. I, I don't think the first, I don't, I don't think the first couple of episodes were boring, but, but I think those were the safe episodes to like stop watching. But as soon as you get to a certain point, I would say episode four, perhaps. Yeah, whenever they buried Hopper, that's when things sort of got going for yeah, me. Yeah, that's when it's like, okay, I got to just keep watching. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, I kind of agree, but mm-hmm. disagree, because I think I was just enjoying it throughout. I mean, I oh, okay. obviously we have a lot of problems with it. It's just, um, like, after the end of the first episode, we were just like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. But yeah. then, um, what happened? Uh, oh, when we got to episode seven. We're like, what is this garbage? Oh, okay. Then, uh, are we gonna talk about? Uh, the, uh, uh, are we gonna talk about it right now? Because because everybody keeps talking about episode seven. Uh, you know what that is, right, Jumping? Uh, the girls' trip. That's yeah, the, the girls' trip. Is that, is that what it's called? The girls' trip. trip. I think it's called the uh, the sisterhood of the traveling pants. I think it's the official title. <laughs> the lost sister. Yeah. But um, I actually don't really have that much of an issue with it. But same here. Why? 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 Okay. What's the story? Why do? Why do people have issues with this episode? Well, I guess we'll get into it. So the reason why episode seven didn't work for me is the last. So when we see in the last episode, we see like the Demigorgons coming out the the cave. Right. And it's like, oh, my God, like shit's about to go down. And then right when it's like, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? We do like this. What happened with L on the other side of things? And we're like, oh, okay, cool. We go there and then. We it it didn't it wasn't a Stranger Things episode whatsoever. It became and it was evident because it wasn't written by the Duffer Brothers. It wasn't directed by the Duffer Brothers. It was directed yeah. by someone else, written by someone else, and it became like this weird '80s girls trip movie where they had like these slow mo walkings of the gang and they're mm-hmm. like, yeah. And then you like you see like these people where apparently all the white people in the crew were all crazy. Like, look at me, I'm crazy. Yeah. While like the black people were like, you know, normal. Like, they might have had issues, but they're, like, realistic people. And then you had Kali, who I think she was great. I just think the writing of this particular episode didn't do her justice. It didn't do her well in terms of, like, a good, like, a meaty, like, introduction. Yeah, like, when we first see her in episode one, uh, somebody else, I think, was he read somewhere online, like, if only the entire series had, uh, I mean, season two had ended with the very, very first part of episode one. To, like, kind of, you know, in terms of, like, really cool cliffhangers for the end of the entire season. Like, holy shit, there's another girl. Like, 
mm-hmm. who has powers and everything. So, like, if they had done that, because, like, her intro was really strong and I really enjoyed everybody. I mean, I, I didn't care too much for her white teammates because they were kind of weird and crazy, as again. But then, you know, you're like, ooh, who are these people? What are they up to? And then when you do meet them, I was like, oh, it's kind of lame. I don't really know what's happening. Uh-huh. And the whole episode became kind of anticlimactic because the whole point was that her Elle's mother wanted her to meet Kali. And then there was a purpose. They're like, oh, what's the purpose? Yeah, there, there must be a reason, you know, for all this thing. And then they go there and then Kali shows her things. And then you see Kelly's like, oh, she has not so noble intentions with Elle. Like, oh, we could totally use Elle for her abilities and whatnot. And then it just became like this, like, oh, use your anger, use your power. Come to the dark side. We have cookies. I guess in a way she was kind of like this weird Obi-Wan, dark Obi-Wan mentor. It's like, yeah, it helped Elle use her powers to a greater extent by the season finale but it just kind of became meh and out of all i I think out of all the stranger things episodes for season one and season two this was my least favorite episode because it didn't do anything it was just like writing wasn't that good the dialogue wasn't that great it was kind of like eh. and then when we got to back to what was happening hawkins we're like all right okay we're back in the action good because it was kind of like you stopped the whole thing just so we can see what what was happening with L. And what Josephine said was that like if if it was the reveal that Callie was the other sister, then it would have had a whole new like what's gonna happen in season three? Who's the other sister? Are there more people like her? Oh my god! As opposed to whatever this was. Yeah, and one more complaint, uh, people. If this was a CW show, this would be called a, a backdoor pilot, basically. It just basically, ah, yes. yes, that's what it is. Basically, they're calling it a backdoor pilot for you know, oh, this uh, eight girl in Chicago at her group. You know, let's follow her adventures in a year, two years when we, you know, when we sell the the spinoff and stuff like to to Netflix and stuff like that. It's a backdoor mm-hmm. pilot, and my and I can't disagree with anything that uh, Edward and Josephine said. The only thing is, I liked about it, and I can defend it, is that it's very rare you see an episode being carried by two women that are, that are leads you know what i mean it's very rare and also it's very rare for them to be like what 13 14 years old to have to lead a show of just the two of the kids and stuff like that. i think that's pretty oh, impressive yeah, i didn't believe that she was that young because when i first saw her in the first episode i thought she was way older like oh, oh yeah. she was in her 20s or whatever and then when they tell you that oh she's actually like her quote-unquote like i didn't even know that was supposed to be 11 11 was a little yeah. white girl because i thought it was just another white girl i think they was the same that, age right they're both no they're the same age there there's, there's a there's an age group there's a no, I understand part. there's an age gap, but mm-hmm. it's still not big enough of a gap for me that I thought because she looks significantly older than eleven, and oh. then when and like I like, that means like um eleven's mother waited that long to go look for eleven because then I thought she would be still a baby when yeah. like she went to go look for her, so that's Whoa. why I was like I assumed it was somebody else. Also, you know, obviously the question is like, so where's the other uh, what was it? the other nine? No. Yeah, she's number season eight. What three. about the other Well, ones? that's what so. the spinoff will answer for you. Well, that's gonna be season. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to cover that in season three. I think the episode was important to establish that there are more people besides besides Eleven. So that's one thing. The other thing too is I think I think her mom wanted to test to see if Eleven would go to the dark side or the good side or whatever. You know, so that's that's part of the reason why Kali exists. No, I, no, I think it's because she knew there's a connection between the the, the two girls because she saw both of them in her flashback. Well, that thing. too. Yeah. But 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 point is is that 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 trip actually did help Eleven. It it did. Yeah. I mean, immediately the, the episode doesn't feel like all the rest of the episode, but it I, was still part of the mythology. It was still part I, of her character. I growth do and all stuff. feel like another problem with the episode is like it's it, it takes place in Chicago, and for some reason, when I think of Stranger Things, I don't think of the big city. You know what I mean? With the bright lights and stuff like that. That's a very old timey turn of the century storytelling. You know what I mean? It's like oh, what, you know, what, what, little kids, innocent uh, white folks from the farm, from the sticks, go to the big city and get corrupted, and they have to go back. You know what I mean? That's a very old timey American story. Telling thing that's mm-hmm. that's kind of really outdated, you know what I mean? I think, like I said, when I think Stranger Things, I don't think sh- Chicago. You know what I mean? If they would take had the episode take place in a different city, a different location, it might have vibed a little bit different for me. I, I don't have that big of a problem with it, but if people don't like it, I can't really defend it that much. Oh yeah, and you know how Edward was saying like, oh, Eleven's um, mom wanted her to meet Kylie, so you're like, ooh, it's gonna like f- somehow feed into the main storyline and it's going to help. And then so when, you know, we reach the end when uh, Elle has to close the entire gateway, it's something that's like, 
she can't do this alone. They even said, like, you realize this isn't just one Demogorgon. This is, like, you've got, mm-hmm. an, like, you know, kind of an army of Demogdogs, and then you've got this entire, this shadow monster and this giant, like, exit whole thing that you got to close. So, really, her harnessing that power, quote-unquote, like, just her anger, like, that's all it took? You know, and I didn't believe sure. that. And I, it, I was hoping that her and Callie would, like, team up, and then Callie would be like, look, I actually can help you in better ways or whatever and then you're like oh this sister has the sister of the traveling i I, I, I think that would have been much more badass to see rather than like hop hop, hopper you know shooting those things which we already established that bullets don't do much to the demigorgon so it would have been a better team of of like cali and 11 like kicking ass and like you know you know just shutting down the gates together as opposed to like oh yeah, that's it. I, I think it's too early for that. That's, that's something they can save for a later season where they have the other sisters, the other siblings or whatever from the experiment. If they if they put Kali into this group when Eleven just literally met up with them, I think it would kind of ruin the whole team of the structure of the, the season. Here, here's my prediction. My prediction is this cast closes out because the Duffer Brothers has mentioned they'll do four seasons with this cast more or right. Less, right? So I think one and two is one chapter. Then two, three and four are, is with this cast, right? And then I believe, that, I don't think eight will come back in, in season three or four. I think they close out, uh, what city do they live in? What was the city? What is it called again? I it was Hawkins. Oh, Hawkins. I think Hawkins, uh, Hawkins gets closed out in three and four. And I think then you do a time jump. And then you you catch up with Kali at, at a later stage. Of her You're life really going like, with this whole like spin off thing. It's a you? backdoor. It's a backdoor uh, pilot. It really I, is. I, I really. I'm 100 percent sure. I really that. think they have a master plan. It's going to cover all four seasons. I mean, they still haven't even explained the upside down yet. You know, I don't think they have to explain. But I think I one thing uh, we're jumping to the end. But I do like the fact that that this chap this season two does a good job of closing sort of all the more or less all the questions in season one. So if they never actually make another season three or four, I think. You know what I mean? I think they did a nice job wrapping things up. They ended it at the dance. Everything's kind of, you know, more all the questions have been answered and all that stuff. I, Ugh, I didn't like yeah. the ending, actually. I, I thought the last episode, even though it's supposed to be the season finale, definitely didn't have the oomph it had as opposed to as mm-hmm. as, uh, season one's finale, which I was like, oh, man, like that left you wanting more. And I yes, liked you're saying, it. Like, it I actually liked up, it, though. But it I, felt like too- Perfect of a Hollywood ending. I like the fact that it doesn't doesn't have a, a, a cliffhanger. You know what I mean? I like the fact that one and Ditto. two s- sort of like closes a chapter in their lives. You know what I mean? But I, it felt I like too that. like it felt like really lazy writing. Like they're pairing everybody off. It's kind of weird. And like it's they're getting too precious with their characters now too. The only person who dies is Bob, and you're like, well, we don't oh, like really care about Bob because I how care about dare Bob. you? I love Bob. I love Bob. Bob. I love Bob. Okay, like so you you care about him, but he's the new guy who came in, and like he wasn't here from season one. Nobody from season one died. It was like, like if Hopper died. Like that would be something. Uh, my example of lazy writing is just Eleven or L coming back, just like that. You know what I mean? Like it's just like the, it's the same problem I had with uh, Jorel in uh, in uh, Game of Thrones with the grayscale and Voltron. You know what I mean? It's like you come back. From, you have no problem with you coming back from dead. Okay, whatever. But you have to have consequences. You know, when you come back from the dead, you have to have there has to be a price to be paid. And she just comes back and she just hides out for like six episodes. You know, that's that's, yeah, that's, me, that's, that's bad, right? Okay. Price. That's why they were so sad. Remember, they're like, oh, you hid her from us. How could yeah. you? Hold on, hold on. I I didn't chime in on the ending for the season yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it felt like they were trying to go for the John Hughes ending. Which mm-hmm. once again they're doing the whole '80s thing, mm-hmm. so it kind of makes sense to me that they kind of went that way. Plus, they've kind of been separate for a long time, and they they haven't really been happy together. So we can finally see a moment where they're happy together. So and also it seemed like they were trying to go for the Buffy the Vampire Slayer book of like end the season, thinking that you're not gonna get another season. So like what Jami's saying, it kind of wraps things up enough that if they don't get another season, it's fine. So I I kind of do appreciate that in terms of the writing. Mm-hmm. Okay, go on. In terms of like L getting like by the fourth episode when she hasn't reunited with the cast yet, I realized, oh crap, they're gonna make us wait till the ninth episode, aren't they? Yeah. And sure enough, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, I understand that point, but then like uh I get the there if you know if there was no other season after this would be a great finish. Although it's kinda like teased by you know by flipping the thing and seeing that the mind flayer is still there mm-hmm. that he's pretty much i'm guessing he is the big baddie he's the arch nemesis he's the villain that needs to be conquered so you know if you know we do reveal the other girls the other experiments that i can see there being some sort of showdown like oh the mind flayer being taken down for good as opposed to like just trapped on the other side of the world um 
or the upside down getting completely destroyed. Like and like they said, it's develop. It's, there's a whole overarching possible story, and wh- they're going to explain what the upside down actually is because we still don't know. We still don't know, is. and uh, we still don't know if there's actually people that live in the, well, shall we say, the upside down world. Because right. like they're already having theories that like it's kind of like you know we compare it with, like the Flash. It's like it's you know there's Earth two. This could be Earth two. So we there's a lot we don't know about that side of the thing. Um, that being said, I think that L coming back, I understand it's like kind of like, oh, we want the audience to finally have the reunion again, but by bringing L back to the season finale when all shit is about to lose, uh, break loose, it kind of takes away the momentum, the, like the, the, the risk of what these guys have to do. Cause if L didn't come back, they would have to figure out how to do this on their own. But once L comes back, it's kind of like, you know. You're playing chess. You lost everything else, and all of a sudden, there's a mighty queen mm-hmm. that came back from the dead, and it's like, boom! We're gonna, it's gonna, everything will be solved. Isn't that kind of so what happened anyway? Took away yeah. what? Isn't that kind of what happened anyway? She showed up. Yeah, that's episode. what happened, but it 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 took away like the you know the danger. It took away like kind of like oh okay she's here everything will be fine. But that is exactly what happened though. She showed up at the end of episode eight, and you're kind of like. Okay, Al's gonna save the world. Yeah, but p- other people, they still had other things to do and stuff like that. What, what's the thing? Uh, they still had to go into the vine, and they, they, Steve had to leave that group into the, into into the vine area and take and make a distraction and all that stuff. And you know, I, I thought it was fine. I thought I so. Thought, these no guys, they had to rely on not using psychic powers or anything of what L is gifted with. Mm-hmm. So I actually was very invested in what these guys. They had to figure out on their own. How to take care of the demi, uh, the demi gorgons, yeah. as well as the vines, and as well as like taking care of the situation. Yeah. So when that was happening, you were like, "Oh my god!" Like they're really trying. But then when L came, it's like, oh, "Okay, yeah. all right, here's here's like the master cheat code. Let's go." Yeah, but things they yeah. backed themselves in a the corner when they have a, a character with superpower in the I, world without. You, you, you know, know the original idea that the the, the the duffers had for the season for now. L's return was actually she was going to get reunited with the group at the dance. Right. They weren't going to see her until the dance. That was the original right. plan that the Duffer Brothers had. And yeah, they decided then, to bring yeah, her I would like that. Yeah, but, it was cooler. But Eleven became such a big character because of season one that they changed their writing as well. As well. No, I think they, they, they said they wanted that cool thing where she actually saves them in the house. Yeah. That's the reason why they had to rewrite it where, mm-hmm. where they do meet up earlier because they wanted that scene. <laughs> it was, they, they pretty much wrote it for that scene, mm-hmm. which I thought was nice. I kind of liked the fact that they got to see her before the very like last ten minutes of the mm-hmm. of the season, and let's talk about Bob. I really like Bob. I really the, like the Bob. two characters. I really like that that introduces Bob. I like he's so naive and innocent, and the advice he gives Will right works in any other TV show, any other context, right? But he's in the wrong universe. He's on the wrong world. His <laughs> yeah. bad luck, man. He oh, just yeah. gives the re- bad advice to Will, and Will deserves an Emmy nomination too. But he's great. He's fantastic in it and stuff like that. And oh no, uh, I think the standout actors this time were definitely Will. Like he had, yep. you yeah, know, he is not fantastic in the first season. But here, you're like, holy shit, this little kid is amazing it's phenomenal yeah. yeah and then also hopper because like the first season you know he was very like stoic the whole time yeah. and here it's like oh my god you get to see him be a daddy and he actually has a a fun side that's mm-hmm. kind of weird to watch because mm-hmm. you don't want to watch him dance yeah it's <laughs> like, oh. and then there's the dramatic side. yeah and him crying you know i was just like oh wow some really good man, wanna... Have, did you guys see the meme yet there's already a meme for uh hopper dancing the dancing stuff yeah, I only imagine. <laughs> no, I, I have not, but I'm sure we'll see it soon. And just going back to Will, every scene he's in with Renona Ryder, who's been in the business for like 30 years, she's he smokes her in every scene, man. She's the kid's fantastic. He's a great. Did great you actor. notice Renona Ryder toned it down this season? Yeah, she did. She, did. she did. Oh, yeah. She actually did a yeah. better job this this season. She's a little less goofy, a little less crazy, and stuff like that. But she's still not. Yeah, I mean, not, to be fair, I think it's like you know she she lost her sanity the first time, so now yeah. she's kind of used to it. <laughs> and she also. She has Bob. Yeah, yeah, she has Bob to keep her calm yeah. and sane. And I think she also has, you know, not related to strangers, but she would tell people, like, in real life, like, hey, yeah, I know. I was kind of crazy. Yeah. I'm toning it down. I stopped smoking myself. weed in my trailer, man. So I'm just, I'm taking it. I'm going to relax a little bit more and stuff like that. Stop being so paranoid. Yeah. But but another gr- great bit of acting is Paul Reiser's character. I love Paul Reiser's character because as a kid growing up watching Alien, Aliens and X-Files, you expect that Mad government... about you. And also the first season of Stranger Things, you would think that character 
would do a flip. You know what I mean? He'd do like a thing. You know, he'd betray them and stuff. But no, the guy's completely sincere and genuine about helping them and, and get rid of and closing the portal and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a fan- I actually thought that I Bob thought it was, was brilliant. Be evil. No. I was waiting for him to do a flip because no, I was like, there's no way this guy is going to be that nice. At the there's end, no Samwise Gamgee in this world. Yeah. But I'm like, oh. He's actually good. Yeah, he is Samwise. <laughs> there are two new characters that Josie and I have talked about that I don't think did anything for the show, really. I know, it was who, just, I, yeah, I know it, who you're talking about. It was, I don't it was Max and Billy. Yeah. They... Started off great as like, who are these people? I know they like, had that mystery. They had like, a great yeah. intro, and then as the show went on, then you learn, oh, they're just here because their parents divorced, yeah. and they're here now. And then Max, you know, she, she was pretty badass and Megan, and then she became like some romantic interest for yeah. Lucas, which great, yay! Lucas gets more screen time, which is awesome. But it just became her role became instantly reduced, and it yeah. didn't mean anything by the end same with billy billy was just like this deranged yeah he's angry yeah i didn't get that either he acted very well oh my god i was when i was watching this i was like this guy could be the next joker he's like Mm -hmm. way better than gerald leto in terms of being like unhinged yeah judging from the power rangers to now like power rangers did not do a good job of showing this guy can act Mm -hmm. this guy can act yeah. Wait, wait, Billy was from Power Rangers? Yeah, he's the Red Ranger. Yeah. He, oh, he didn't play Billy, obviously. <laughs> he, he was the Red Ranger. That guy's the Red Ranger, the the the, the, the older brother. He's crazy hair. Seriously. How old is this guy? I don't know. He's probably in his he's 20s. He's obviously too old for high school because he's wooing old mothers. Yeah. I didn't believe he was, was a high weird. schooler at all. I thought he was like in his mid-20s. I, I thought he was like at least a college student, like dropping yeah. off his little sister. That was, like, that was oh, he's a high schooler? When he, when he was like kind of seducing the mom, that was like the only good thing that they gave him. Because uh, the other times, he's just angry. for Just yeah. angry, it, angry. It, it's just it, one it, note. It, it, seemed like, it seemed like I did Billy, not like that character. I did not like the way it was written. It seemed that. like Billy was really just there. To, as a, almost like a derivative to Steve was in the first season, right? And it seemed completely oh, yeah, unnecessary. Steve just dips, also uh, yeah, more Steve roids. stepped down from his mantle, so they need yeah. to replace it with a new asshole. But it didn't work for the story at all for me. I was like, I'm, "This is wasting my time." Billy was like the bigger, more asshole version of Steve. Of Steve yeah, yeah. And also, just going to the sister part, I I thought, yeah, the sister started off great, but her character just became a thing where she's just being brought up to speed or not brought up to speed to season one. And then they throw a romantic thing in at the end for Lucas, like just to give him something to do, because Lucas got shortchanged too. Lucas and his family, especially the little sister, is fantastic. I don't know why they couldn't have more scenes with them. Oh, I but, know. But yeah, yeah, the one scene that the family had, you're like, oh, I mean, fantastic. The mother and father had. Oh my god, I want to see. I want to see more of that family. Exactly, like, this family's awesome. I know. There's, I, 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 yeah. I, I don't know about yeah. He became Ernie of the Ghostbusters. I mean, we already he kind of was already in season one, and then season two, you're like, oh, he's getting more to do. It's still shitty stuff. It's yeah. so funny that they mention like their uh, their Ernie part, uh, the Winston part of yeah. Ghostbusters at the beginning of the season. Like, oh, I don't want to be Winston because he was the worst Ghostbusters, and then he yeah. was the worst Ghostbusters yeah. of this season. Yeah, I just that kids are all the kids are fantastic actors. Actually, I just wish they would actually, and they carry the show. They, I wish they give more the kids more to do, especially Lucas and stuff. Like that. It seems kind of hard for them to juggle that because in the first season, Mike pretty much took over most of it. Mike and Dustin, of course. Yeah, this one is mostly Dustin and Lucas. Mike really kind of stepped back in terms of like her his screen time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought Lucas got took a, took a step back. I thought Lucas Luke, did, Lucas deserved more. I think Lucas had a. Pretty significant story arc in this one compared to the first one. But it's is it his story arc or is it him bringing up a girl up to speed and stuff well, like that? Well, it's that too. I, I, you know, for the record, I actually did like Mike, Max as a character. You know, so yeah. but but they played her more like the Lois Lane to the Clark Kent in this in this story. Basically, that basically this is the, the the plot trope where where they have a secret and they had to hide it from somebody and it had to be Max. That that, that was pretty much her purpose in the season. But I think I like the dynamic that they have another girl that isn't like Eleven. Mm-hmm. Because in a way, it's almost like Evangelion, where where Eleven is the Ray, and then uh, Asuka. I mean, Max yeah. is the Asuka. So I can kind of see them really building this kind of dynamic dynamic with the kids for upcoming seasons. Mm. Eh, I didn't like it because could have, um, could have been yeah, you, better. You meet a, I mean, this is the also unfortunate thing I think they had with every female character that they did have, like. They're cool, they're badass, they can obviously defend themselves when need be, but then they're always stuck in a love triangle. So, you know, Max was stuck with between Dustin and Lucas, and then Eleven originally, um, oh no, no, okay, she didn't have a love triangle, thank God, but the fact that they had to make her have 
a love interest at all. I was like, why couldn't they uh, all? Are, so are we forgetting that they're middle schoolers? Yeah, that's what come I was on, say. That, that, yeah. that's normal for middle schoolers. Yeah. yeah, middle schoolers don't do middle school dances. When that slow song starts, everyone pushes up against a wall and stands there staring at each other. No, but Albert's talking about the. Like, that, that was not my middle. I was school. like, nobody no. dance. No, but Albert's we're not ta- criticizing the dance. We're criticizing yeah. the relationship. That's yeah. Albert's talking about believe. the emotions of it and stuff like that. Yeah, when you're 12, 13, you're all, it's always about love and who you're gonna see. I have no problem with that. You know what I mean? No, no, they're not. They're not like 20, 30 year olds. Yeah. Like, especially these kids who are supposed to be super nerdy and, like, weird. Like, they're so, they're pretty good with the ladies. They're all like, hey, you want to... That's wanna, what you yeah, consider okay. good with the ladies? Yeah. No. They all got the girls that they liked. It was like, what is, what is this shit? And then... Well, to be fair, Dustin didn't quite succeed. Yeah. I know. I'm glad they showed that. And the girl that Will the got called him a zombie, a walking zombie. So I don't think he Yeah, she was just, like, an extra that, that just happens to be in the room. Yeah, that was, oh, that that was, so, that was so stupid and random. What was that? Yeah. Okay, but then going back to the love triangles, then we got Nancy again, who was stuck between Jonathan and Steve. And then there's yeah. also the mom, uh, Joyce. Like, she's got Bob, but then I always feel like Hopper would kind of, like... It seemed like there was something that he was like, oh. oh he totally digs her, man. And so I'm I just like, know. why I don't, is it I don't like get that every vibe. woman is in a love triangle? No, I, 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 can get, I get the vibe that they're trying to eventually pair up Hopper with Joyce. However, uh, yeah, I, I love know, but Bob. I'm, I'm like, it, yeah. For me, I think what ruins a lot of these things, especially if it's not a rom-com and I'm here for the action or the, the story, it's like I don't want to focus on the love stories. That stuff being tacked on is just – it for me, it diminishes the characters when they could have – they had a great story going on. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, by the way, this guy you like. I'm like, why? Why? The, the only one that I like bought, the one I was like, okay, that makes sense because they earned it was Eleven and Mike. They're the only ones mm-hmm. that I actually care about. I mean, like in the sense, eh, yeah, as it went on, like I could see that there is a connection. But everyone else was – it did feel very tacked on. Yeah. Um, I mean, I disagree. Especially yeah. when it came to like Max and Lucas, that was tacked on. And then like that if they're going to do the whole Joyce and uh, Popper, that's going to be – I disagree. I it doesn't get to the vote. We'll see. Yeah, uh, Joyce and Hopper. I don't get the romantic vibe. I get a big brother, little sister kind of vibe. I really don't get. I really, honestly, don't have that vibe. And then what's the other one you mentioned? Uh, the one between Nancy. Nancy. Yeah, Nancy doesn't work unless she's doing stuff. She's more interesting when she does stuff and she's proactive and doing, you know, fighting fighting demigorgons. I don't like her with Steve. It's one of those weird instances where Steve and Nancy belong with other people. You know what I mean? They both deserve it better people you know what i mean although i gotta they say don't, there's they don't shit me together i gotta say steve as a character is completely redeemed this season yeah, as fantastic. far as, as far as the first oh, season no, they it's totally fantastic. rewrote him and made him like the awesome guy this season okay yeah. he was another person for me that was a standout but it wasn't like amazing acting it was just that he became so much cooler this time because he wasn't the asshole and you're like oh daddy steve is so cool and if somebody gets shortchanged got shortchanged is, is mike he's the older brother that only hangs her out that you mean jonathan jo- is it jonathan i thought it was mike no, Jonathan Mike's is the Nancy. brother of Will. Oh, right. That's what I meant. The the, the brother of, of, of Will. He's, right. he's just like always pining away for, for Nancy or he's out there with his brother. He's like at the airport with traces of cocaine. I thought he'd be more of a heroin guy because he looks very thin. But anyway, he's yeah, the guy who... I'm, I'm like, the, why are you guys surprised? Come yeah, on. He, he, he's the guy who doesn't seem like he's doing much in the in the show and stuff like that, you know? No, yeah, but I mean, I, 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 I thought I was going to I thought I thought I was going to talk about Paul Reiser, but I mentioned Paul Reiser again. I love that character. <laughs> sorry, I forgot. He, sorry, he has no love triangle. He's he's fine. Yeah, because he's a male character. They never would have to team him up with anyone. If he was a female doctor, suddenly she would have all these love interests. That Josephine brings an excellent point. That that's always the issue. That if we saw this as a male character, rarely do we see them paired off with some other person. They usually just stand off on their own. And so that's the thing that this compared like this season of Stranger Things reminds me of the la- of the most recent season of Game of Thrones where it became very fan fiction. They became very precious of the characters. They relied on stereotypical cliche writing of like oh very romantic or overly dramatic or melodramatic situations. And so, uh, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed this season of Stranger Things, but it definitely is not as good as the first scene. By any measure, because the first season, at least, like it felt like a new thing. It felt like something they were trying to do something different. Really, and then second season, like it, it's good. It's not. It's it's a good season, not as good as the first season. I, I think it's actually the opposite. The first season relied a lot on 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 homages, uh, homages, and like Max said, derivativeness. You know, there's there's a lot of derivative stuff in the first season, but that's part of the charm. This one, I thought they actually branched out and tried to do things differently. As proven by episode seven, mm-hmm. but so, but yeah, I mean, it's debatable which one you like better, season one or season two. But besides the point, Jiaming, yes, sir. Let's tell them why we like Bob. Go ahead, Bob. 
Who doesn't like? How can you not love Bob? Bob. Bob. He, 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 about Bob. Just kidding. He's so sincere and so earnest and stuff like that. Like I said, yeah, he's if you grow, perfect. Oh, hold on, this is the Billy Bob of the show, the Mary Sue. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Like I said, if you grew up watching the X Files and all that stuff, you expect to these people to have sinister uh, intentions. They always have at the end. It was always like a twist and a turn. You know what I mean? It's always part of a bigger plot. Like I said. Bob and also Paul Rice's characters don't have that. They're completely sincere. Paul Rice's character uh, is the is the same position as uh, Matthew Mudine's character, right? In the first season, but unlike Matthew Mudine, his 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 intentions are noble. It's actually Hopper's the one that's being a dick in this season. He's the one that's actually uh, holding uh, Eleven captive this season instead of uh, the other way around. So they're inverting things that they did in season one. And like I said, Bob, like I said, completely sincere, completely earnest. He just wants to help. He says the right thing, and he he does all the right things. But you know what? It still ends tragically in. A Stranger Things universe, you know what I mean? He gives Will the perfect advice for a stepdad, you know, and Will gets get possessed by a demon. He's too good for this world. Thanks, and like Bob. And also, and also, the thing is, I actually don't like Sean Astin as a character. He's very vanilla. He's very boring. But in this world, in this part, he's perfect. And also, there are little shades too. He's just not one dimensional. Like, oh, I'm super nice, super good. When he gets that puzzle with the vine thing. It they set it up perfectly because in the episodes before he's always bringing puzzles over. He's always mentioned he's like pretty smart. He always like figure things out. Bob the brain. So, yeah, so Bob the brain. So when he sees that puzzle in that thing in the, in the room and stuff like that, he goes to work. He does his thing, and you know it's per- it's good. He's really good. Yeah, and also in, in the character development wise, it is good to have like a regular person in this group. Yeah, because they're all yeah. You got Max. You Max is not Max is not persons. a regular person. Yeah. Max is completely not a regular person. Bob, however, is. Paul Reiser is. Wait, you know, like, well, what's the definition yeah. of regular? Yeah, because he like... was the brains of the stuff. How is that regular? He played a part. He played more of a part than Max, actually. The thing is, though, is that he's a normal Joe. Everybody else is kind of like already tainted by the whole upside down world and all that stuff. He's yeah, like what? a regular Joe. He could be like one of us just kind of meeting these strange people. Is not no, no, not, I'm not, no, the right rest now. of them were also regular people too. And then they met the not stuff. Not anymore. I don't know how. Not anymore. What not for this season. Regular, yeah. normal people. You mean he was fat compared to everybody no, else? No, I mean, he's like, he's normal. He's not, he's not like part of the X-Files. He's not part of a mutant team. He's just like a regular guy that happens to, to, to meet I, these strange people. Imagine if Rudy... Grew up, and then he all in, in his mid forties went into you know Hawkins, Indiana, and stuff like that. It'd be like that. That's what he means. He this well, is a guy who's completely he didn't we're see straight a difference of opinion of what normal yeah. means because Bob in that case is just as normal as Max as Billy. They don't have superpowers. They're not really no. that connected to the thing. Bob think, got dragged into it. I, Same with Max. Mm-hmm. Max got dragged into the whole demi is it, and is it interesting? No, they, they eventually got to it, but in the beginning, yeah. they are technically normal people that kind of met this strange. And groups. I think what Albert means, but I don't mean to speak for Albert, but I, I am going. To, I think what Albert means is he's a per- these Bob is a character that that didn't see, he didn't experience what these characters experienced in season one stuff like that. He just finds himself slowly getting enveloped in the situation, and then Bob steps up. I think you have to give that character credit. Yeah, you know, he's a, like I said, he's a guy who didn't see season one. He didn't experience what they experienced. He didn't have the PTSD that they're going through because of season one. So, and then when he finds himself in the situation when he just wanted to bring puzzles over because Will was sick, that's how he got into the larger plot of this, of the of the season. He steps up. He 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 carries himself really well and heroically. Yeah, and that's interesting. Bob not being normal. Okay, that's exactly what happened with. All the characters in season one. Oh my gosh. We're past season one already. We're past season one. We're past season one. Those kids are not normal anymore. But you guys are saying like as if he's a brand new, like you've never seen something like this. No, no. That's not what we're saying at all. That is not what we're saying at all. I think it's interesting. I just think it's interesting. I think I think if Bob was a, was not a regular person, he would have been have alternative alternative uh, ulterior methods. He would have been secretly a bad guy. That's not normal. Him being normal was a regular guy that's actually good for Joyce. That 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 brings normalcy to a relationship in this story. But then he gets dragged into the whole mess, and then he dies. If you want to talk about okay. I don't think we're ever going to agree on the previous part, but then his death was really stupid because after all of that, like he was able to run just fine in the darkness to wherever he had to get to. And then when he was coming back, all of a sudden he's like, Oh my God, I don't trust anything. Even though I have eyes in the sky. And then he gets there, he runs outside the door. He's not even outside the building yet. He's like, I'm going to take a breather. And I'm like, Mr. Bob, the brain, you should know better than to stop here. And it's, the you whole, mentioned he's I fat. think the season had a lot of that emotional writing thing. Like, we're going to pull out your heartstrings because we're going to work you. Which is why I didn't like the season either as much as season one. Because they got very formulaic. Like, like 
I would have said it before. If I start predicting the lines, like what's going to come next, that's not a good thing. And then, but the fact that he had to stop there, and then Joyce is like, "Oh, you're safe." I'm like, "He's not safe. He's totally going to die now." There's the dem dog. All right, he got yeah. taken. Like, they should. If he was going to die, which we all like, kind of predicted he was going to die, like it should have been more like something that it reflected his character. That it was a smart move, not a stupid move. Because everything Bob has done has been smart. Like mm-hmm. Bob is a great character in a sense. Well, the so, thing like, is, he's... I don't get me wrong. I agree with you guys. I think Bob's a great character. I think Sean Austin was perfect. There is no person who can play earnest and like wholehearted and just a great nice guy. He's pretty much playing Samwise Gamgee from No Lord of the Rings into a Stranger Things universe. But I think they did a huge disservice for his character, where like they, he just stopped there. And then he looked, and yeah. then you see, and the music starts playing, and then the Demi Dog comes in. It would have been more sense and more like, oh, tragic that he kept running. He kept running. He sees Joyce, run, 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 run. Demi Dog attacks, and they're like, oh shit, we didn't expect that part. As opposed to like, oh, that was utterly predictable. Yeah, I know. I agree. Uh, hashtag justice for Bob. I mean, did, did you figure the writers would learn from the hashtag justice for Barb? And now they're doing this for Bob. It's like, like that's not how you kill the guy. Come on. I think they're just focused on the fact that he did one sort of heroic thing, helped them out, and then he died. I mean, could they execute his death a little bit better? Yeah, probably. Yeah, not, not a little bit better. But, a lot but, better. But, but, but the idea behind you know him sacrificing himself, him taking the risk and stuff like that, I think yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that, that's there. Right? Yeah. But they kind of they kind of ruined it a little bit by, by giving like a stupid death. Yeah. 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 Uh, what else we got? And then also, okay, you guys are talking about Paul Paul Reiser, Paul Reiser. the doctor uh, scientist guy, and okay, so he also had a kind of a noble quote unquote death off screen, but then reemerges as being totally Wait, fine. He died, but then oh no, he, no, didn't, he didn't die. He didn't die. No, no, he didn't die. He's totally alive. But I'm saying that there's the implication that he's gonna die because he's like, I'm gonna stay in this control room, guys. Don't worry about mm-hmm. me. And they're like, all right, bye. And so then he's there, and then you don't hear or see from him until they come back, and then he's got a bite wound, and you're like, oh shit. He's not dead. He's Wait, somehow still alive? Yeah, you're like, how did he survive? He didn't yeah, have a gun. He didn't have anything. He's not one of the main he's characters. He's definitely not fit for action. And yet, whatever. Yeah. It was just kind of a weird, convenient yeah. thing that he's still alive. So that's another thing where it's like, they were very precious with their characters. Oh, the only person we're going to kill off is Bob. And the doctor, he's a uh, scientist. He's a good guy. But we're going to keep him alive, too, just in case it helps the story next season. Yeah. Well, they kept him alive good. because they needed him to make L. Uh, Hopper's daughter. And also, he's not one of the major characters. Him living, dying. Uh, I mean, the thing is... That's if he, why he if, could have died. It's not, that, like, it's not that big a deal. The first I mean, season, they were very generous with killing off a lot of people that you're like, why would you kill that guy? That guy was totally nice. And like, he, when you go reflect back onto it, it's like, you guys didn't kill these people, but based on how you were doing it in the first part, you should have... You know, and then so it's like here, they were just only... They literally were killing off the people who were very, very, like... Wait, had no names. Re- refresh my memory, but the only main character to kill in the first season was Barb, right? And she's barely she wasn't main even character. the main character if you think about it. But yeah. that's what I mean, though. Who, who else died in the first season that was at least yeah. significant? And also, I don't watch this show like I watch Game of Thrones. I'm I'm not looking for blood and stuff. You know what I mean? I'm not. It's not. It's a, it's a different kind of party. Yeah, I'm not that's looking, true too. I'm not looking. It's not for, that we're looking for blood. It's that like this season of Stranger Things is mu- a much more Hollywood version of Stranger Things. Like it became. It became, like, as Josephine said, much more precious to the characters, and it became formulaic in the terms of, like, you can kind of predict what's going to happen next. So in that sense, it doesn't necessarily mean a more Hollywood version is a terrible thing. It just means you have to admit that it's it's more Hollywood. Like, if you said you made a comparison, it's more like a John Hughes kind of film. John Hughes films are utterly predictable. You know what's going to happen next. You know, like, oh, they're going to get together, blah, 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 blah. So it's, like, it's predictable. It's, like, cutesy. It's fun. And if... I guess that comparison works really well for this season because it was cutesy, predictable, fun. It had great moments, had tense moments, but then it just kind of ended up in a nice little bow package. You're like, yeah, there he is. I, I, think, I think they still kind of pushed some characters, though. I mean, Will ended up being uh, overtaken by the Shadow Monster. Uh, Dust, just- Dustin betrayed his friends by keeping Darth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, well, Mike wasn't really much of a character in this season. Uh, and also, I think Jim Hopper... Is it kind of a dick throughout most yeah. of the season stuff? I actually like, didn't like the Jim Hopper in this yeah. season. Like I said, he, it, they inverted the role that he played versus Matthew Modine's character. You know what I mean? Matthew Modine's character just manipulated, used Eleven, uh, what do you call it, for his nefarious purposes. And Hopper didn't do it for that reason, but he still pushed, he, he still suppressed Eleven at her fullest potential and stuff like that by, by keeping her trapped and stuff like that. And like I said, the person who represents the man, the institution, the government, Paul Reiser, actually was very sincere and very honest. He actually didn't lie to any of them. He really wanted to cure yeah. Will and all that stuff. So yeah, I think I mean, there are some, 
there's some there's little things that they do well and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, if it was conventional, he would have been the bad guy. You know, it was, it was that kind of simple thing. So they, they tried to subvert things somewhat. Bit. And so also, I, I like I said, I don't really go into Stranger Things looking for that much subversion. It's not really Game of Thrones I'm looking at. You know what I mean? It's not uh, Rick and Morty. I'm not really looking for that much subversion. Yeah, I kind of wanted... To, I watched this show for the characters, and I thought they did a pretty good job with the characters. And also, if you well, want to talk about... Wrong. The characters yeah. were great. But I still, nah, I think we're, we'll have, we'll just agree to disagree that for us, this season of Stranger Things was not as nearly as strong as the first season. It relied on formulaic and, you know, cliche writing and the dialogue wasn't as strong. There are great moments. The acting is still fantastic, but it doesn't hold a light to the first season. If you don't that's want, just, that's our final takeaway. Yeah. My whole thing about, if you really want to talk about like Hollywood stuff, or I think, or I see Hollywood is the product placement. Well, Albert knows one of my pet peeves is product placement. I hate product placement. I hate Kentucky Fried Chicken in the middle of uh, uh, the first episode. Oh yeah. I, I hate the Pringles chips. I hate the Coke chips. I hate everything about it. It just takes me out of the world. And they, there you go. That's, 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 that's actually, it's funny that I, you say that. Cause I didn't I, notice that. I'm like, right. That's, it also is like another sign to us. that It was more ho- Hollywoodized. Because there's more product placements. Yeah, which they is, know that Stranger Things is becoming a valuable commodity. When it first came out, no one knew what the yeah. heck it was. I, I was like, what is this? Yeah. And then everyone's like, holy crap, it's amazing. And the, then now that it's in the second season, it's getting caught up in yeah. like the success of it. Not to say it's completely been overrun by like Matrix or like yeah. you know any sequels that came years later and became a bloated mess of itself. But I'm worried that, you know, if they continue this route, it'll become even more bloated and yeah. season three will be even more ridiculous. So I hope that the Duffer Brothers hasn't lost sight of what this is all about. And then they can, you know, continue their vision without getting carried yeah, away. Yeah, the thing is with the, with the thing of the season one is that whole Le- uh, Lo- Lego Look, uh, the waffle thing that they eat, she ate. Oh, egos. Egos. I'm sorry, ego. That's kind of. Tr- it came organically. It came through the story. It made sense. You know what I mean? But in this one, like I said, if you look at all the product placements, you see all the Pringles bags, all the KFC. There's like, if there's multiple, it's right with inside of you. You know what I mean? It's all turned in the right direction. You know what I mean? All the logos for KFC, for Pringles, Chip, Coca Cola, it's all pointed right at you. It's it's deliberate <laughs> product placement. It really takes me out. It's a hearty. Uh, a, a hearty uh, advertising too for the hamburger and the thing, and also there's a th- the 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 problem is not only does it take you out of the world the world, but these product placements can make your character look stupid. For example, Dustin kept feeding the demigorgon, uh, the demi dog, uh, three musketeers, three musketeers, right? Even though she even mentioned, oh, these can be like two possible salamanders, and if he, he it makes them look dumb, you know what I mean? Because salamanders, you know don't eat chocolate right they don't eat three musketeers right it just makes no good yeah it's like come on man if you sincerely believe that you have a salamander a bug whatever you would feed it crickets you would feed it some fruit vegetables some sort of protein not chocolate you know it's just yeah he's a smart kid too yeah that's why he's trying to be russell from up that's why i hate product placement it just it just devalues the art of it and stuff like that. And also, it's it's Netflix. We're, we're already paying you for this. You don't have to do... You, have to, you don't have to get money from outside sources. Supposedly, we already pay for this show. You know what I mean? You don't have to supplement whatever budget you have with product placement, right? So, that's my two-minute wrap. Sorry. I oh. think also maybe because season one, we weren't expecting anything. Nobody knew where this show came from. It just suddenly appeared, and then, you know, you're watching it, and you're like, oh, what is this stuff? Holy shit. So we had, not, we had no expectations. And unfortunately, because season one was... You know, I think for the most part, people enjoyed it. Like you had now, you now you have all this hype for the second season, and you're like, oh shit! And then because it ended on such a big cliff, cliffhanger, you wanted so much more, and so they're like, we'll give you more, and then you're like, oh, I don't know, what is this? So I think they definitely apply. It does apply to like they added. It was like more, more, more. But just because there's more, there's there's more of this, there's more of that, mm-hmm. there's more mystery, there's more of this. Oh, scientists, like more love, but if more you want love, more more I, love triangles, I, it kind of yeah, I don't. I don't doesn't think, mean it's bad. I don't think you guys, you guys harping. I think you guys make the love thing. I don't think it's that big a deal. Like I said, for 12, 13-year-olds, it's not that big. It's, it is what it is when they're 12 and 13. I think you have to understand, I, like I said before, something about love stories really bothers me when it comes to certain shows where I don't think they need it. Yeah. If it was a rom-com and I'm going in going like, yeah, there's going to be some stupid love story. Or it has to be earned or something. Yeah. But whereas these... Like, okay, so Edward said, like, the only love story that worked for him was Mike and Eleven, which in the first season I did not like at all. But then now that it's been established, I'm like, fine, they're gonna, whatever. And then, like, you know, then you see the second uh, season and then the, the whole time they're, like, pining for each other. But then, like, oh, uh, the, the way, you know, 12, 13-year-olds do it. And I'm like, okay, fine. 
And then it's funny because even Jonathan and Nancy, when they have that moment in the hotel and he, he's like, wait, what happened? You know, and he's like, Oh, you went with Steve. And she's like, I waited for you. Yeah. A month. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, Nancy, you little bitch. And like, she, you know, so that one, it was more realistic in the sense that like she couldn't do it. And so she moved on and it was like, Oh, that sucks or something. But then at that age, like, cause they're older. And I feel like that their loves crap, which was, you know, it worked more for me because it also that was what I was like all she kind of had going in the first season. But then, of course, you have that stupid investigative journalist who's just there to like be their mentor on how to love each other. He was which a creepy I thought, Cupid matchmaker. Yeah, which I also thought was completely unnecessary. I was like, come on, like what? Oh, I, I thought that was I'm a, a funny man scene. Who doesn't like socializing apparently? Because I lock myself up in this weird yeah. place, but yet I can read you guys so well. That's just and just I just calm met relief. you, and it was just like, what is this convenient plot device crap? They're just moving the story along it's, ah. it, it, it's so not it's that not pl- didn't work for me as well it, it was just it's cute it's just this series this season had a lot of cute moments like oh that's that's nice that's cute but it just i think to me you guys can disagree which i think you guys are but like it to us it detracts from the season of stranger things with all these cutesy john hughes moments it's like oh okay because it doesn't service the story nor does it strengthen their characters especially their female characters their female characters do not hold a candle to the male characters. Yes, we can say great things about Eleven. We can say great things about Joyce. We can say, and they're all great characters, but they are not nearly as strong as the male counterparts. Um, I think for the moments with with the investigator thing, I think that was really just the show being self-aware. Honestly, it was more like, it, yeah, it is plot convenient, but it was also self-aware. Like, hey, uh, yeah. you guys should just get it on because everybody's kind of like, Tired of waiting for you guys to get it on, and also so the, they did that. Also, they they look at the season as a whole too, so they know the back half of the season will be a lot of bloodshed, a lot of demagogue, a lot of action. So right in the middle of it, to have a little comedy, have a little relief, have a little sexy time. Yeah, you, know you got mean? that What's comedy the, with Steve, who yeah. I actually enjoyed immensely. Like trying to figure out what the, he's like, man. Yeah, because I lost you can never have enough comedy. Deal with these kids. No, uh, like uh, that. Like once he got paired with yeah. Dustin, like that was one. Yeah, of that's the magical. Best aspects yeah, of that's magical. Season. Yeah, Steve. Weird like relationship with Dustin and the kids and being like the weird as Justin said the weird father guy yeah the weird like, uncle and stuff like that it's good fantastic yeah. no yeah I, I agree with that too um but um I lost 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 I already lost my thought yeah go ahead Jeremy. Let's have a lot. you're gonna add to that yeah uh-huh. that's that's what I said that's what I said earlier that the Nancy and Steve they actually deserve better both characters deserve better they should not be together they're actually better apart and stuff like that yeah so. agreed Steve uh Steve is too good for Nancy I'm just gonna say right now. Nancy's too good for Steve too. Nancy's not too good for Steve. Steve Nancy's <laughs> much more interesting. Okay, Steve. I think I think Nancy is a I think Nancy's an underrated character. When what do you call it? She actually wanted justice for Barbara and stuff like that. And when she stepped and she really stepped up in the what do you call it? in the season one too. I think she's an underrated character. She took a step back, but she recognized she took a step back at the end of season one, and then she took a step forward again. Are, are you guys satisfied with them? Hashtag justice for Barb. Are you guys yeah, satisfied with how they c- yeah, concluded that? Yeah, it's good. I didn't really care about it, so yeah. it was kind of like, oh, right. It's kind of like the writers were like, oh, because of all the social media pressure pressure from the first scene, they're like, oh, don't forget about Barb. Bar, yeah, because Bar, I was Bar. like, I don't think Nancy cared very much that Barb was dead by the yeah. end of season one. She seemed totally like, it whatever. It tacked on just because that the writers knew that there was so much outrage about Barb, who's supposed to be just the one-off character. is like, oh, she's dead. All right, let's move on. But the internet was like, no, you can't funny. forget about Barb. So then the writers had to, they were forced in a position to, they had to address it. So it, every time when Barb was brought into it, it felt really tacked on at the beginning of the season, as well as the end of the season. They're like, ooh, the whole point of the investigative journalist to get justice for Barb. And to give Yay. screen time I thought that's, for I thought Nancy that's, and Jonathan. Because to, Nancy, oh. To, to be fair, though, yeah, it is kind of like they were writers were forced to put this plot line into the storyline. Mm-hmm. However, if they did not, that would be at a plot hole from the first season. Yeah, it completely would be a plot hole. And for also, the first if season. they really caved in, they might have done thing. They might have reca- re- retconned the whole thing and brought uh, Barbara back alive and stuff. Yeah, that's what done, I was afraid. They of. could have done that. And also, like I said, it, but uh, I, I I don't feel it's tacked on because it it continues. Uh, the same uh, threads and same stories as well. It's like PTSD and stuff like that. And if she, uh, even though you say she doesn't care about Barb at the end of the first season, but if she, you know, she did and stuff, she would have some guilt over it. And, you know, like I said, that mirrors some of the other stuff that's going on in, in season two. Like I said, when it starts, P- Will has PTSD. Mike is pining away for 11. You know what I mean? There, there's baggage from season one. And that that whole thing with Barb and Nance is part of that. So, yeah. 
I have no problem. So I've got a question. This is completely unrelated, but if we're talking about like people who might be dead or might be alive. So it seems Dr. Brenner, Elle's father, is still alive? Yes. Potentially. Yeah, that seems to be what they're going for. Because I thought he got totally eaten by a demi dog. Well, no, he's, I thought Eleven got, yeah, got, got totally destroyed, but got disintegrated. Refresh my memory. Was it off camera? Or was it, it off on camera. camera? It was off camera. It was off camera. Off so camera. they gave themselves an out. Yeah, you know, yeah, what, you I know, guess. you like, know, oh, what? He's, so what? He becomes a demigod? I don't know, man. I wouldn't be surprised if that's where they go for. It's it. just a flesh wound. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, I don't. It's exactly like the um the Paul Reiser character. He just got a little bite. It's fine. Yeah. It's also, totally remind me, how did Eleven die in season one? Did he? Did she disintegrate? No, she got sucked into when when she tried to push the demogorgon. So she disappears. Yeah, you don't right. know. Yeah. And then it was yeah. like a very like you said. I didn't like how quickly they brought her back. Yeah, I didn't like it. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was like Vol- in Voltron, Shiro, when he disappeared at the end of season two. You're like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. Like, what's going to happen? And then they actually, like, spent a little bit of time. Oh, but no, no. Sh- but at least one, with Shiro, there's a mystery as if if that's actually Shiro, if it's a clone of Shiro. There's a cost to his death and him coming back. Because there's still a mystery there. I just don't think they'll touch on this again with Eleven. You know what I mean? She just came back. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I said. I know. She came back really fast, yeah, too. I like, thought she would have been in there for a while. And then also, I don't understand how Hopper would have known that she was back already. Like, he was leaving food out yeah. for her. And that's why, like, at the end of season one, it made you yeah. think that, oh, she was working with the government. They knew something that the uh, Upside Down was still flipped, and she was there, possibly. And by putting food in there, somehow she would be getting it in the other world. I don't know how, because it'd probably be rotten. Yeah. But then you see, it's like, oh, she's just beating up old men in the forest. And then <laughs> that's, that squirrel thing is fantastic, like, though. Wait, hold on. That squirrel thing is fantastic, though, man. That that whole squirrel killing thing, that's that's great. Anyway, Albert had a thing. Um, Sorry. Yeah, that that was my plot hole from season one. Like, why does Hopper care enough to put Egos out in a box somewhere? Like, how? What does he know, right? Yeah. And this season did not really reveal. Didn't cover yeah. how he knew. He just kind of yeah. did it. There, yeah, Hopper's relationship with the government, that whole lab, is just basically if any other shit happens in the Hawkins area, you're supposed to cover it up. It did not allude to the fact that oh, Eleven's still around. So if you see her. Yeah. Bring but over. you know, eleven coming back, I had actually had no issue with that. Apparently, she just teleported with the Demogorgon to the other to the upside down. And then fine, she, she just happens to see a hole right there. Oh, I just get. Yeah, well, I, I mean, they, they established that she has like something to do she with has the whole power. She, she has, has whole powers. Whole, <laughs> whole powers. <laughs> teleport. I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, and apparently, yeah, she could teleport now. So yeah. like, that's another level. And then, okay, if if at the end of the season she had to like develop more powers, I, yeah. I expected more instead of oh, I'm gonna yeah. use both hands that, now. That is something out. they have to explain because it did. It did seem like the 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 British. Lady only had one power, right? To plant images in your head. But it seems like Eleven uh, has multiple different kind of powers, right? Well, higher numbers. She's like a, a more advanced. Is that level. what it is? <laughs> I don't know. She's sure, level. why not? Well, all right. But she's, I think that's and something. She's younger too. I think oh, that's something they have to cover. Kali will be equivalent to PlayStation Eight, and then yeah. Eleven is to PlayStation Eleven. So many, so many powers, <laughs> so many upgrades, and stuff like that. But I think that's something they should probably explore. But just going back to the overall grade, I thought the first season was like a strong B plus. This one was like a B, just to. Get my score out there. Oh, snap. No, yeah, okay. So the whole thing with Hopper, too. Yeah, I, I was like, I didn't realize he was so invested in Eleven, like, yeah. at all. I don't think they had that much yeah. screen time together in the first season. Exactly. And then, I mean, I love the relationship in the second season. It was sure. amazing. And all their scenes together were great. Yes. But then um, it kind of just jumped from A to Z all of a sudden. Like, yeah. oh, he's mm-hmm. just a, a guy who's, like, been helping out his town. And suddenly, I want to be your father. I wanna, and I was like, what? Yeah. That reminds me of a Guardians of the Galaxy volume two, where it's like all of a sudden, like, uh, what was it? Uh, the Blue Man? The Blue Man, like, became, Yondu, Yondu. Yondu became a father figure or really wanted to be a father figure to uh, – to Star Lord, and then it was like, where did that come from? So I uh, think wait, that, that was that, that's been that's been established in the, in the movies. Now that we're segueing, but that yeah, has, that's that has not been lit- established. In the that's movies. not litigate. That's not litigate. Volume one and two. Yeah. But but the thing the thing about the, yeah the Hopper thing, I I I get the whole metaphor about like he sees Eleven as his own daughter and whatnot. But yeah, it's from season one. I just don't believe like what's Hopper's investment with Eleven? Honestly, he, when she just met her. Hopper had a b- bigger connect, a better connection, a strong connection with Will, right? When he saved Will at the end. Yeah, exactly. He, yeah, because yeah. his connection with Joyce as well. Yeah. You know, like the whole time they've been working together, and then it's like, oh my god, your son is like my son now because yeah. I've. Yeah. So, if yeah, I save your son, I save my daughter from before. And stuff like that. Yeah. My, my whole my whole problem with Eleven's return is that as a teenage girl, which is what she is, she would not just let Hopper, who he just met, tell her like, "Oh, by the way, stay in this cabin and don't leave." Yeah, but there's yeah. no way she would just. But the stay thing there. is, she's not a normal uh, teenager though. She's she's a little um, uh, handicapped from her Special? experience. Yeah, special handicap from her experience in the lab and stuff like that. You know what I, mean? I, I I think her liking Mike will, will, will trump that rule, and she would have gone to Mike right away. Yeah, but, you know, uh, no. 
I'm fine. I'm actually okay. You know, here my whole thing. I think they should maybe not do back to back seasons. You know what I mean? They they the season one came out last year. This one obviously came out this year. But I think they maybe should take next year off. And maybe spend a little bit more time writing and figure out how they're gonna. That's do. not gonna happen. I yeah. I really <laughs> Let them all do grow a little bit. They're, oh, they're, gonna be so big. they're so tall. Oh yeah, they're God. hitting puberty. I know really strong, but I think they 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 should flesh these these ideas out a little bit more because I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna like I said three and four will be joined together and stuff like that. Maybe they shoot it back to back in a year or something. But I think yeah. they they can. They can take a little break. I mean, to be to be fair, the writing is a little bit. To off be of fair, this, this cast was only supposed to be for season one. Season yeah, was two was supposed to be a, a whole different story, a whole different cast. Yeah, yeah. So, so them gunning it with just a second a second season right away, no, in I, short notice. No, they did a much better job than than those the Weiss and Benoit did for the last Game of Thrones season, as far as yeah, I'm concerned. But I I don't think they they thought season one was gonna be a one off. There's so many cliffhangers in that end of season one. Uh, anything uh, else? Anything? We covered everything. I think that's it. Did we cover everything? Um, we were, we were. Did we even talk about the story? What was the story? What was the story? Matter. You already watched the season. You, you. If you're listening to this, we're just uh, breaking down the other shit. <laughs> what was the other stuff in the story that needed to be talked about? Oh, um, we, we did. We did the mind flare already. Mm-hmm. We did. Uh, we kind of mentioned Dart a little bit, but that's that was that came and went. Right. Uh, what else? I think we covered all the characters, all the major so, stories. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I just would have more bad things to say. I mean, there was good stuff, you know, the relationships. I really liked Steve this season. I thought it was hilarious just how he's just like the tired old man hanging out with all the kids. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. like, you know, obviously when uh, Billy comes around to beat him up and stuff, he's like, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. it's just me. Don't cream your pants. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we mentioned Will's fantastic actor. I think it's fantastic. Right. He does a great job. Oh, yeah. I think they cast it. I mean, obviously, I was like, I don't know if they're going to, um, if he's going to be able to carry the weight of it because mm-hmm. in season one, he didn't have much to do. But it was like his eyes. I feel like, you know, he got cast for yeah. those because mm-hmm. those were like these big bulging eyes that can just carry all this stuff and fear in them. And then obviously when he was like being all possessed and stuff. That also worked. Yeah. Oh, speaking of being possessed, how does everybody in this town know Morse code and just have little Morse code books lying around in their homes? It was the 80s. Everybody uh, learned It, it was code. the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My mom does not what? know the Morse code. No, no, not that. I mean, I mean, there will be kind of like a book around somewhere about this stuff. Encyclopedias existed back in the day. So okay, here's that. but Hopper knowing it is one thing, and then he teaches 11. So you're like, okay, cool. And then all of a sudden... Will, who is being possessed, is like smart enough to go, I'm going to yeah. Morse code my way out of this. And you're like, what? And then they're like, here, we got a book. It wasn't like, oh, we got to drive to Hopper's. Actually, that's a stereotype because in the 80s and 90s, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of a lot of media that, that covers nerds, no Morse code. Yeah. So that's kind of applying Actually, the stereotype to the Actually, in the 80s, you would get like these little pamphlets and little things like that. You know what I mean? As, as flyers and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, I had things where it teaches you how to do like a Heimlich maneuver. You know what I mean? Yeah. One has the periodic tables and stuff like that you know what i mean yeah to be fair i what you were you were you were that aware no, no, no. In the 80s? That, that, were... that was the 80s the 80s we had those kind of things i yeah. had a book of normal code when i was yeah. when i was that age in yeah. the 80s so yeah it, it kind of it kind of goes through the time Did of course not but why would i it's, it, i have a book for it, it, it <laughs> ima- imagine if you will a time before google that's what the 80s was and stuff like that <laughs> okay, you know well, what I mean? I would they would give you flyers and no once again that is a stereotype that if you're a nerd you know Morse code. That was yeah. a stereotype that was prevalent at that, that era. Yeah, that didn't bother me. Like I said, in the 80s, you would get these kind of information, these pamphlets, these little things at school. And then super nerds like Albert were saying would, would actually know the, 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 the Morse code and stuff like that. That didn't bother me that much. Because I, uh, I, 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 like I lived through the 80s. I lived through the 80s. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I lived through the 80s, you know. I know. Yeah, so yeah. did I. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> it's, 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 it's just, it just is what it is, man. Like I said, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. I think I just a lot of the season was a lot of convenient writing that was like you know like they said oh eleven coming at the end when they were all surrounded and you're like oh shit because you see that in the trailer too and you're like oh my god how are they gonna take on all these demodogs are surrounded oh of course well, we knew what's gonna happen there yeah now. like I said some of the stuff there's certain TV shows where I look for it to be like super subversive super super genre bending and stuff like that like Rick and Morty I've mentioned like Game of Thrones I've mentioned some shows I just need a little tweak here and there and that's what the Stranger Things is as far as like the the, the, the subversion and stuff like yeah. that it's, and it's, uh, like, it's like the difference between an independent movie or a big blockbuster movie and stuff like that you know what I mean Stranger Things to me is kind of a little bit of a big blockbuster motion picture now you yeah. know what I mean I, I'll finish up the discussion with yeah. this my, my barometer for for unnecessary romance and unnecessary plot convenience are the CW shows okay and this is far better than those CW shows so there Mm-hmm. I'll right. give you that. No, it's it's far better than the CW yeah. shows. How they 
Wait, did we, lo- did I lose you? Hey, Edward, uh, we, we, lost lost you. we lost you. We lost you for a second. Oh, yeah. No, I I have to agree with you that no, what whatever gripes I have with like the the love triangles and inconvenient plot devices, like it's it's nowhere near compared to how much CW uses for all their you know their superhero shows. So it's like no, I'll give you that. And then Josephine has always jokes like, well. At least it's better than Iron Fist. Iron Fist has become like wow. the bottom barometer wow. of like if anything's better than Iron Fist, then like we're 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 at a yeah. good start. I think that's everything in this world, though. So. That's true. Yeah. Everything, everything, you know, anything better than Iron. Fist. I still think Stranger Things is better than like all the Defenders shows that yeah, we've seen. I agree. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I think Stranger Things is the best thing that Netflix has going right now. I don't think it's the. I think. Uh, <laughs> Oh, the best thing they have is House of Cards, guys. No, no, no. House of Cards kind of fell off the map. Um, I think Making a Murderer is still probably the high point of Netflix quality control. But uh, but yeah, Stranger Things is still doing pretty good. Okay. And also, big ups for just making nine episodes. Thank you. Yes. I'm, oh, I'm yes. glad they didn't do 10, they didn't do 13, they didn't do anything. They could have done portion. eight episodes and cut out episode seven. I would have been fine with that. Yeah, that would have that been fine. Did you guys uh, uh, watch any of the Beyond Stranger Things stuff? A little bit. Like, no. Yeah. I saw I the first episode. I was going to. But yeah, the first episodes where I learned about the whole like originally they planned for Eleven to actually show up at the dance, and that's when they found out she's alive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but anyways, on that note, uh, thanks for listening, uh, Jaming, Josephine, Edward. <laughs> thanks for being on the show. Where can they find you online? You can find me on Twitter, J I A M I N G L I O U. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Slowjo Jojo and Twitter at I am Josephine. Whew. This is Edward. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Cinnabon Monster. This is Albert. You can find me on my subtle movie blog for my non-spoiler movie review, comic strip, at Coco Mix section, and the uh, other podcast, The Stuff and Junk Show, which we talked about. Oh, I talked about my trip to LA Comic Con. Uh, you, you can send comments to whowhatworsthy at gmail.com via our Facebook page or through the website. If you want to show your support, just head over to whowhatworsthy.com slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the White Axis. Find them at theyaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatworsthy.com. Speaking of Iron Fist, uh, any of you guys suffering with me and watching the Inhumans? <laughs> no, I heard it. No, oh, oh, I heard no, I, I've been wanting to watch it because it just looks so bad. But yeah. we haven't. I mean, we've been doing Halloween-ish themed movies this whole month, so we've been putting all that stuff off. But maybe I should watch it. As no, a you, you don't want to. It, I heard it's pretty really really much just as just as bad as Iron Fist. Are you and, watching the whole thing? I'm kind of watching it. I mean, it's only like, what, six episodes or yeah, something so like that? Far, yeah. So, but yeah, it's just, as, the quality control is just as bad as Iron Fist. It's from the same people who did Iron Fist. And it's kind of hilarious yeah. how how much they haven't learned from yeah. anything at well, all. Well, the, the showrunner is white, so he gets to fail upwards. He gets... Hey, I gotta... Get yeah, see, I think that's the thing, though. Like, with Iron Fist, I had hope for it, whereas from the Inhumans thing, I was like, this just looks like garbage from the yeah. get-go, where you're like, I don't care. I know it's gonna be shit. I'm gonna watch it for the shit. Yeah, I'll give the humans credit, though. They, they do have a lot of like minority casts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, them... they only do that for shitty shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Hey man, don't make the cast for this shit, man. Hold on, it's like easy. <laughs> no, Hold I on. know, but it sucks because then they're gonna be like, hey, who's that guy? Oh yeah, he was in that really failed show. Yeah. This thing. Oh, Bl- nobody Blame the showrunner, man. Come on, man. Hey, the Asian guy in the humans, for me, he's still hey, this the guy from Lost. So there's that for Wait, that one. Is that the guy who has a spiky face in um, X-Men? X-Men? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, that too. That too. I, I, don't, I don't remember for that. He was also in uh, Star and, Wars. And there's a reptilian dude that's Mike Moe. Uh, that's an Asian dude. So there's yeah. two Asian people there. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I watch it and I'm like, oh, hey, look, another another Asian guy. Oh, hey, look, another black guy. So it's I like, wish they were in better shows. <laughs> I wish they were in better know, shows. I know, I know, right? They're I... like, oh, this thing's going to bomb. Holy but then, like, the lead, they're all still white. You know, yeah. Know, whatever. Blame the, show... the background with diversity yeah. is normal. My whole thing is just blame the showrunner, man. Blame the person you put in charge of this, man. Stop giving him work and stuff like that. Stop it. It's because he's white. They get so many chances. If this he was, is... like, a colored person then they'd be like oh you had one bad complaint on yelp and we're gonna sign yeah. you off and, and also like, oh. also go higher up in the food chain uh, blame jeff Loeb, man what, what's he doing seriously what's yeah, he doing i always what's blame he... jeff Loeb. seriously <laughs> the, the, uh iron fist uh inhumans you know these are a couple of strikes against them now man come on man Get, get your shit they do have um the runaways coming out, and then there's also the gifted right now that's out. I have don't you know if you guys gifted? are watching that. I'm watching the gifted. Is it good? It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I think it's okay. It's, and I it's heard very, the run- it's very standard what you expect, but right. but still good though. It's, right? it's, it's watchable. Much, it's basically it's the answer to Agent of Shield. 
because everybody go, where are all the superheroes? Where are all the superpowers? Apparently, they're in the gifted. Yeah. So that's, that's everybody kind of, has superpowers. That's, that's you have superpower. You have superpower. Yeah, everybody pretty has, much. Yeah. Pretty much. That's what it is. And the Runaways, I heard it's good though. Like, there's some people starting to review it now. I heard it's good. So yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I've actually read the comics for that, so I'm a little interested. Yeah, also, so you know, one of the yeah. leads, it's a little black, a little uh, teenage black boy and a teenage. Asian girl mm-hmm. who kind of are the leaders of the group so I'm like oh my god finally but see and the thing is always that can, can can Hulu's budget actually make a superhero show like that I don't see a dinosaur I mentioned this before <laughs> one, away, oh, hey, one no, of the no, girls no, has a dinosaur the dinosaur doesn't show up until later so it doesn't matter as long as it shows up man that that, that yeah, dinosaur show up this is only the first episode it takes a while for them to reach the part when they actually all like discover their powers mm-hmm. of sorts yeah. so I think you know I because, yeah, I remember when I was reading the book, I read, like, the omnibus, and I'm like, my God, this thing kind of drags. Like, I mean, I don't know. It goes on for a bit. Oh, but... speaking, speaking of budget, the, a couple of things that's funny about Inhumans. Okay, Medusa, her special power I is know, her hair. Yeah. So what did they do? They cut off her hair. Uh, uh, the one, one guy... Spoiler alert, my God. Oh, I like you care. I like you care. Nobody, nobody, nobody <laughs> watch this. Nobody her, you butt. I wanted to see her $5 wig <laughs> off of eBay being in motion. God. <laughs> and, the, and the other thing is that the, the black guy in the show, he has like hooves for feet. Mm-hmm. And what they do is to give him boots. <laughs> there so, so there we go. <laughs> Listen, here's my whole thing. If you don't have the budget to make these TV shows or movies, don't, don't. don't. Just don't. <laughs> just pass. You know what I mean? Just pass. Just, just let it go. That's insane, though, because it's on ABC. It's like, how do you not have a budget for the show? Yeah. And then you shoot it on like some like weird like cosplay backlot, uh, and that's your set location. And then yeah, you know, Iron Fist, you're a freaking Netflix show that's tied to the Marvel, like the bigger Marvel universe. How is it? This, this, this all goes garbage, back. This like goes. This, this goes the, back the to the pipes. whole Perlmutter thing with Marvel and stuff like that. Again, again, when uh, when uh, Feige separated from Marvel. Uh, this guy, a promoter, still is in charge of TV and stuff like that. He's notorious, notoriously cheap and stuff like that. Exactly. Having said that, I'll I'll watch Punisher. So there you go. Oh yeah, I'll watch Punisher. And just we're, F- all, we're all like shitting on it, but we're like, oh, well, yeah, it's yeah, a Punisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want to do? It's a Punisher. Like I'm not looking forward to seeing Karen Page on there, and I'm like sad that that in the original Spoilers. version of the Punisher's <laughs> TV, so Karen Page was not supposed to be in it. Wait, but wait. then the showrunner was like, you know, I really like the chemistry between. I uh, really like Karen Page. I have no. I have no. And I was like, man. How dare Man, you? that girl's so annoying. This is actually news to me. I didn't know Karen Page was going to be in the oh, Punisher spoiler. TV series. So, yeah. well, oh, okay. spoiler. Whatever. You told me about the $5 wig being chopped <laughs> off. Yeah, but that's like human. Easy. Deserves to be spoiled. I'll tell you more about it. By the way, <laughs> what movies are you guys watching Cheapest for, ho- for Halloween? Ever. What's that? What uh, movie? Hocus Pocus for sure. I thought I was watching horror movies, but all right. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh you mean like, where, what are we watching? Or what have, what, what have what you guys watched? Hold, hold on, Josephine. If you want to know, Jamming, listen to the previous episode where we talk about that. Oh my gosh, no, <laughs> Albert, we'll just tell him. <laughs> or they're just right here. They tell me over Skype. They're right here. They're literally just right here. And on that note, this has been another episode of Spoilers, know, please. We're just part of the Who What Where's Why Network. I'm just making polite conversation with my friends and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs>